Hello, apartment friends. It's me, Leslie Mathis, with the Multifamily Streamline Podcast. Well, we hit on some heavy topics a few weeks ago, and I guess this week will be no different. Because I've been coasting lately on a wing and a prayer, or perhaps better described as sliding in sideways, there's no roadmap for the podcast. I just find inspiration from my everyday life. Don't worry, that will change because Streamline now has a business support manager. More to come on that, but you will see some shifts here on the podcast. But until then, you're stuck with me and my old ways and bad habits. Last month was our spring break and we took a long road trip, my dad and Henry included. On the way back, I was listening with my dad to Ed Milet's podcast. He had Lewis Howes on as a guest. It was an awesome episode, but the thing that he said that stuck with me was the difference between success and greatness. To paraphrase, he shared success is all about yourself and what you are able to accomplish, but greatness is working with others for the better good, accomplishing set goals, and bringing others along for the ride. This very thing has been driving my dream and motivation for the women's event in October, but it truly applies to all of us, and I just hadn't heard it said that way. If I'm being honest, I didn't even know who Lewis Howes was, but since then, I've looked him up. He played arena football, but he's really known as the author of The School of Greatness. My life coach had posted on social that this was a must-listen-to podcast, But again, if I'm being honest, as we were traveling down the road, up and down the mountain, I'm not even sure if this was the episode that she was sharing, but dang, I'm glad I listened to this one. As I wrapped my ride around this very notion and shared with some others I had business travels with the last few weeks, it began to sink in further. Over the last seven years, I've learned in operation, or I've learned to operate in the background, share ideas and goals for our teams and portfolio, and empower them to achieve those goals as a team. None of those things are part of my success. I don't even think when I look back on my, in air quote, successful career, I will those will even make it in the list. But for another, from another perspective, when I look back at some of the greatness or the greatest things I've had the pleasure of being part of, they will definitely make that list. Those aren't truly me, but I got to play a small role and I had an opportunity to bring a lot of folks with me. To dig a little deeper, it's only because some pretty amazing folks allowed me to be part of their journey. You see, greatness has a snowball effect because of the power or synergy you are creating with others. Success is a straight line, stops along the way, that can never create the same momentum or greatness because you are doing it alone. The other day, I even saw a quote from John Maxwell that said, if If you're alone at the top, you're not a leader. You're a hiker because leaders take people with them. You know, I love a good quote, but that one really resonated with me based on what I'd really been concentrating on with this greatness versus success. So if that's not powerful enough, in true Leslie fashion, I Googled a few things. The definition of success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. But then I clicked on it a little further. The real definition, favorable or desired outcome, the attainment of wealth, favor, eminence. So 
Then number two, so I did some more digging around about greatness and I found this. What greatness means to me was the 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 option to click on the and it said the meaning was the quality that radiates from the inside out it is who you are when honoring your values and living a life on purpose you know i love that one because living is my word and i just love that it showed up in other words When you are stepping into your true self is when you are honoring and living out your values. Then there were other words for greatness, excellence, perfection, superiority, flawlessness. Not sure I was loving that as much because it didn't feel like I was focused on others or bringing them with me. So I kept searching and focused And I knew I needed to hear from Lewis Howes himself. So I Googled more about him and his books. You don't have to go far to see that he says greatness is a mindset and it can be unlocked. Greatness can be different in each season of life. There is brain power behind greatness and this can be harnessed. You know what else I love is he recognizes we can be our greatest holdback with fear and self-doubt and self-sabotage. But again, all this can be transformed, creating positive impact. Lewis says, so many great people live life's absence of greatness because they live by default, not by design. Holy smokes, that's great. Perhaps he goes on to elaborate, but I also wonder if the biggest issue today with default is we live in a society that is so focused on themselves that we miss the design because we aren't empowering others to be part of the greatness and bringing them along with us. I have said it so many times lately, we aren't meant to do this alone. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's probably harder to bring the team with you during bad times, but I still say we weren't meant to walk the challenges alone. And man, the good stuff is so much sweeter when we have somebody to celebrate with. If I'm being honest, I'm kind of glad I missed the podcast deadline last month because since starting the podcast, I've received two motivational emails that tie to this very topic and will give you a little different perspective, but I think it says it so well. And of course, you know, both were sent by Nathan Cox at 68 Ventures, where I continue to steal shamelessly. He shared, the first one is, it's he, he called it, this is greatness. And so he says, my personal definition of greatness is doing all you can with all you have been given which directly ties to our company purpose and statement. Remember, he owned 68 Ventures. By that interpretation, excellence is defined differently for everyone. We all have different talents, blessings, and relationships that ultimately dictate our capabilities in certain areas of our lives. No matter how many wind sprints I ran during my football days, a 4.6 40-yard dash was never going to happen for this guy. He says, I now spent over 41 years on this earth, and if I had to boil down the meanings of life into three things, it would be this. It's number one is God. Know him and accept that it is not your job to do his. 
The second one, relationships. Nothing can come close to being surrounded by people you love, trust, and make you a better version of yourself. Again, I think that ties to this whole definition that Lewis Howe says. We're not meant to do this on our own, and that's the difference between success and greatness. And then his third one is experiences. Seek those out at every opportunity. Get out of your comfort zone. When I reflect on my life, these moments are what fill me with joy. Our time is limited, so do not fall victim to the one-day mentality. All we have is the here and now. So he shares um, the an email from the Daily Stoic that's titled, This is Greatness. And the Daily Stoic says, people have different definitions of greatness or success. Some people look at money as the measuring stick. Some look at celebrity and recognition. Others look at awards and rankings and fortunes 40 under 40. Maybe you think yourself powerful because you have a lot of people working for you or successful because you have a full calendar or important because you've been on TV or happy because you go from one pleasurable activity to the next. But do you know when Seneca considered the sign of greatness in On the Shortness of Life? He writes, believe me, it is the sign of a great man who is above human error not to allow his time to be frittered away. What a wonderful way of putting it. It's not about how rich you are. It's not about how famous you are. It's not about how many trophies you've won. No, to the Stoic, the point of this work was something simpler, something with everybody's reach, to not waste time. To be in control of one's life, rather in a sway of ambition or distraction or temptation, but to get clear on what we want to do, when we want to do it, and here we go, and who we want to do it with, to never, as we've said, wish away a minute of life, to make good use of every minute. That is greatness. And I love how they tie who you're going to do that with. Greatness, not just success. So then he also, Nathan Cox sent another one, and it says, fake it till you make it. And I know there's a lot of arguments about our different stances on that statement. I still live by it, but we'll unpack that a different day. But Nathan says, I always enjoy pouring over the wisdom that Chinmark drops each Friday. I especially enjoy this one as it advises what it takes to succeed as a new leader. Going through my favorite ones, the first four points, they all pertain to one of my favorite sayings that is, how you do anything is how you do everything. People are professional people watchers. When it comes to their leaders, if you preach one thing and practice another, then you deserve no credibility and zero buy-in from your team. Always do the right thing, even when nobody is watching, because I assure you, somebody is always watching. And of course, he signs off, keep punching Nathan. But it the title from Chinmark is Fake It Till You Make It. It's okay to feel nervous and scared. They go on to write, we recently did a Q&A with some talented business school students interested in joining our CEO training program. Our one student inquired as to whether or not a person of foreign descent would face challenges being the leader of a small business. For us, the answer is decidedly no. In our experience, we found that in order to authentically lead a group of people, a new CEO must do 
if not all of the following things. One, be physically present. Leadership is not a remote job. Two, get out of the office. Leadership is not a desk job. We say this all the time. Number three, show up early and leave late. Number four, be willing to do the most mundane tasks to help the team take out the trash, sweep the floors, shovel the snow, take tickets, work the line. You get the picture. We even said the other day that I know a true sign of a great manager is when I see them pick up trash as they walk by it. So number five, actively listen to all team members. You guys know I'm on this whole listening kick, but it says a listening tour is always a good idea. Make no assumptions. Number six, make no assumptions, challenges, or number six, make no assumptions. Challenge, we've always done it this way. Number seven, create space to make decisions. For example, no major strategy discussions for the first 60 days. And the last one, be vulnerable about where you need help. Nobody knows everything. Don't pretend you are some sort of special management cyborg. The effectiveness of this leadership approach transcends age, gender, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, educational pedigree, socioeconomic status, language barriers, and whatever other difference one may perceive. At the end of the day, good people want to work for somebody who walks the walk. It occurs to us that unless somebody is a complete American psycho-style sociopath, they will have some doubts about taking on a CEO position for the first time. It's a very normal emotion. We will readily admit to having doubts about our ability to lead given our age, slightly less of a problem now, gender, and lack of operational experience. As it turns out, almost everybody has some type of internal insecurity. A recent New Yorker piece dove into the concept of imposter syndrome. A university administrator said, I grew up on a pig farm in Royal Illinois. Whenever I attend a fancy event, even if it's one I'm producing, I feel like people are still seeing hayseed in my hair. An artisanal cider maker wrote, I've made endless ciders, but each and every time that I start fermenting, my mind goes, this is the one when everyone will find out you don't know what you're doing. The eminent are not immune. In fact, Clance and Imes argued forcefully in their original study that success was not a cure. Maya Angelou once said, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're, they're going to find out, find me out. Neil Gaiman, in a commencement address that went viral, described his fear of being busted by the fraud police whom... He imagined showing up in his store, at his store with a clipboard to tell him he had no right to live the life he was living. It's comforting to know that almost everybody, regardless of achievement level, has insecurities. In the world of small business, there are enough problems to contend with. We can't let concerns about personal deficiencies hold us back. As we tell our kids, it's okay to feel nervous and scared, but then we do it anyways. We hope those business school students will have the courage to do the same. So maybe the core to all of this is the difference between a leader and a manager or supervisor. So with that said, would a true leader have greatness while a manager just has success? Perhaps I don't know the answer, but I will leave you with that to ponder. As always, thank you for joining. 
If you are tired of just hearing me talk, that's okay. But keep coming back because we are working on a pretty awesome lineup of guests. See you back here next week.